The return up for Parlo. Leaves it off. Here's Mia Hamm. In the box. The shot. Go. She's got the record. Hey everyone, my name is Sabria Whitaker and I'm the founder of Grow the Game. Erica Piancastelli here, Tokyo 2021 Olympian. This is Carly Jackson, professional goaltender for the Buffalo Buttes. Hey everyone, this is Connor Moore, the social media manager of the Chicago Sky. You are now listening to Women's Sports Matter. Women's Sports Matter. Hosted by Gianna Belcastro. Alete Okunpawale wins the national championship for Notre Dame. everyone and welcome back to another episode of women's sports matter a podcast that is your one-stop shop for all things women's sports today is the first interview of the year can you believe it i can because i scheduled the interview i did all of this okay i'm the one that made it happen and i'm actually really excited for this one especially this being the first interview of the season this is a pretty important interview because something cool is happening so my, for my guest, can you introduce yourself? Tell me a little bit about what you do, all that fun stuff. Yeah, so my name is Nina Grace Montez. Um, I'm a sophomore at the University of Oregon, and I'm also the founder of Althea Magazine, which is the a magazine that just focuses on women's sports and the community surrounding it. Amazing. <laughs> so I think we should just start like right off the bat here. The magazine is sold out. Talk a little <laughs> bit about you know, how many copies were printed, number one. Um, number two, within the release date, how how fast was it that the magazine sold out? Yeah, so um, the release date was May 1st, and it sold out last week. So it was within a month. Um, I sold about 40 copies, um, and then I have digital as well. So that those sales have been doing pretty well. So How many digital ones? Uh, digital is unlimited. Um, All right. It's just a PDF link that it sends you to. Nice. So, yeah. That way, that way, like if, that. since it is sold out, people can still have access yeah. to the magazine and everything. You also have an Instagram page, which is, I love the aesthetic of that too. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I think with the graphics, it helps a lot, like make people like know that it is a magazine and you have stuff that, do you design that stuff too? Is that all like? Um, so I started out doing it and I am not very good at social media. Instagram is not my friend. Neither so I have an amazing social media manager, Jordan, who does all of that. Um, and she's been doing a great job. The account's grown really fast and I'm super shocked. I couldn't do it. So I'm so glad I have Jordan on board to help me out with this because it's been amazing so far. Shout out to Jordan. I wish I had a social media manager. <laughs> that would help Shout me out a lot. Jordan. Yes. I love her to death. She's amazing. Posting is hard and trying to figure out like what exactly to put and how to put it there. And interaction is super important because you're trying to basically sell this product. You're trying to let people know like, hey, this is a thing that you're doing. When you did create that account, what were some of the goals that you had in mind for it? So I think social media is a great marketing tool, but it's also a great place to meet 
or to create a community. I mean, we kind of see it with Glossier and how their marketing team works. And that was kind of who inspired the entire thing of they just genuinely wanted to build a community and that's how they sell products. And I know women's sports has a great community, a very creative and innovative one. And I just wanted to highlight them throughout this magazine and anything that the magazine is attached to, such as like Instagram, Twitter, all that. So for people that don't know about the magazine, which is a part I skipped over right away, but I still, I couldn't get over the, like the sold out part. Cause that was just amazing. Thank what you. is the magazine? How did you come up with the idea for it? How'd you name it? Tell me all about that. Yeah. So I came up with the idea of the magazine over a year ago when I was taking my sister to prom. Um, I went to a really small high school. So where they had prom was about 20, 25 minutes away. So after I dropped her off, I was just sitting in the car trying to like, you know, just get through the 25 minute drive. And I was thinking like, what if I just started like a magazine or a blog or genuinely something? Because I, growing up, I always struggled to find media on women's sports and female athletes. Um, So when I got home, I Googled like webs, free websites to start a blog on how to start a blog. And then I quickly realized that I'm not very tech savvy and I could never keep up with a website and posting on it all the time. (laughs) Um, And so then that kind of stopped for a little bit when I transitioned back to Eugene for school, Um, but everything opening up the pandemic and all that stuff. And then over December, I got the idea to turn it into a magazine because growing up, my grandma would always send me like sports illustrated from the hospital that she worked at. And I would read them front to cover and still there wouldn't be any female athletes, women's sports in it. Um, as much as I loved reading those magazines and I still have the stack. It's about like this big. It's spread wow. all over my apartment trying to find places to put it. <laughs> um, I still didn't find what I was looking for in them. And I love sports illustrated. I love slam. I love all that, those types of magazines, but like I said, still couldn't find it. And then I spent my whole entire winter break learning how to use Adobe InDesign. And I had YouTube pulled up and I just sat there and I learned how to design a magazine. And then I wrote all the articles and had everything ready to go by May 1st. Wow. I mean, in terms of starting something because you don't, you don't see the media coverage for it. That's exactly what happened with this show. I started this in April of 2020 I'm my senior year of high school and the pandemic just started. I was like, right, oh, okay, yeah, what me the too. hell? <laughs> yeah. Pandemic. <laughs> what yeah, am exactly. I going to do with my life? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I couldn't, I couldn't like sit around and just watch stuff on Disney plus all day. Cause that's what I, I was going through. Like my childhood, I watched, rewatched all my favorite shows from when I was little. And I was like, okay, well, this is a great way to spend your time, Gianna. <laughs> then I was, I was like searching for like new shows to like new podcasts to listen to. And I was like, huh, I don't really see anything centered around like what I want. I, one podcast that I do love is um, Julie Foudy's show. That, mm-hmm. that uh, Laughter Permitted is a really good show. And that kind of also helped me figure out what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So that, that was fun for me, trying to figure out all this stuff. Did you have a specific process for what you wanted to write about for this specific issue? Because I know there's like, you, you mentioned for the, the questions that I sent you, it's like, seasonal type thing is, is that right did I get that yeah. right okay. yeah so it's just me doing everything yeah. with the magazine so because of my busy schedule with school and everything um, I decided to do it seasonal and when it goes into like the outline for each issue it's more of like 
news stories that are not that are more impactful than like a week's worth of news yeah um so in the first issue I talk about like the new women's fast pitch league um stuff like that just so that it's still important and people know about it but it's not going to be like it's not gonna be outdated by the time you get the first issue if that makes sense on stuff there because I have this (laughs) I struggle with my newsletter because it's once a month because I don't have time a lot of people like to make fun of me because I have like all these different jobs and I was in school and now I'm not in school so it's like oh my god we're besties now because like the busy schedules still in school my my family's like Gianna how many jobs do you have again it's like four yeah I'm right there with you I think it's I have three or four right now I don't I just show up when I'm told to (laughs) it's hard to keep track of them all how do you like how did you get into all those jobs then is it just like oh I is it like the money is it like the experience is it like for like school-centered stuff too that could help in the future um so each job that I have is kind of for a different purpose um so yes money is a big factor yeah I am a college student also living on my own so (laughs) that plays into it but a lot of it too is just to get experience so right now I work for the Eugene Emeralds which is a minor league team here in Eugene uh they're an affiliate with the San Francisco Giants um, and I, I love everybody I work with over there. I'm super glad I got that job, but then I also write for the school newspaper on covering softball. And then I just have like catering jobs just to keep myself busy. I kind of got that, like, I'll always need to work for my mom and grandma. They are the most, the two hardest working people I know. And they're still like, and they don't know what to do if they have nothing going on. And that's kind of where I got that from. Also, I have a shopping addiction too. So I need to pay for that. So there's lots relate. of different factors on my I can relate. Levels. Yeah. So yeah. Well, you work in baseball too. I also work in baseball, except my team got kicked out of minor leagues in Uh-oh. 2020. We used to be affiliated with the Diamondbacks. And then like they kicked out, I don't know how many, like 50, almost 50 teams mm-hmm. in 2020. And then we were affected by that. Yeah. Whatever I- MLB. <laughs> baseball is kind of like what got me into everything it was my grandma um she was a huge or she still to this day she's a huge San Francisco Giants fan and I think by the time I was like two or three I was watching games with my grandparents um and then as soon as I could I started playing softball and it it honestly changed my life and my first tattoo was a softball tattoo so That's I cool. I love the game so much I also grew up huge fan of baseball whole family my mom's side of the family White Sox fans Mm -hmm. I've been told recently by my family to stop asking people that are like locally from Illinois like about their White Sox Cubs thing like who which team which team they like more because then I like I'm a hater for all the Cubs fans be like no I think this interview is over now <laughs> like I had some beef with my co-workers yesterday because the Crosstown Cup was on and the White Sox won by the way for all the Cubs fans listening <laughs> on this show see I have to personally lean more towards Cubs than the White Sox because ah! my brother for some for some odd reason I still to this day don't know why he's a Cubs fan. He's never been to Chicago. He's 13. <laughs> I have no, no idea why he chose the Cubs. Plus I have a few friends that are also Chicago Cubs fans. And I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll support from a distance, but go giants. Um, yeah. Go giants. Yeah. I like the giants. I think they're a good organization. My sister 
she likes the Packers for some reason. So going off a weird thing, like, yeah, my brother has like the most random sports teams. Like he's a Miami heat fan, never been to Miami. Like (laughs) he's a Packers fan, never been to Wisconsin and then Chicago, but I will admit the white Sox have like the cleanest city connect jerseys. Yes, they do. I love them. I love the city connect jerseys. I, I have like MLB and Nike's like post notifications on. So whenever they drop a new one, I'm like, hopefully the first to see it. I'm not, but I like to tell myself that I am. <laughs> Colorado's are good too. I just got, um, San Francisco's and it's, I really like it, but a lot of my friends don't. So I wear it just to make them mad. But I'm like, I, eh, I, for, for those. The only one that I didn't like was Boston's, but then I found out what Boston's meant. And then now I, yeah, like I was so, like, why are they blue and yellow? It's like, Oh, the marathon. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, well, if someone would have told me that I wouldn't have said, I don't like the Boston uniforms. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, don't be a hater. Exactly. Like, just let me know the information and I won't be a hater. <laughs> like, It's not that hard. In the magazine. Mm-hmm. For people that haven't read about it, can you just give like a, a little um, like sneak peek to what's in it without, you know, giving too much away? We don't want hashtag spoilers on this show because right. I still haven't <laughs> I still haven't read it yet. But for people that haven't read about it, tell us more about what's inside, what can, you can expect and all that. Yeah. So there's six different sections. Um, there's sports, fashion, lifestyle, art, impact and self-care. And every section is surrounding female athletes and women's sports. Um, I did that because I, growing up, I struggled. I really liked fashion and I really liked sports. And I felt like I always had to choose one and I didn't want to do that, but it was difficult to try to do both. Um, And then like, as the older I got, I realized I could do both because I saw people around me doing both. Um, And so that's what I did is I just made that community that helped me get through that and helped me come out of my shell and become who I am now. I just covered everything in it. So like for impact, we talk about the WNBA and black lives matter and mental health, um, for self-care there's like sports drills. You can do as workouts because I personally hate working out, but I will do sports drills all day. Um, fashion, there's like different athletes and their styles and like what's in right now. Um, art, I hired a few artists to do some uh, pieces like full pieces for the magazine and sports, obviously like the biggest sports news right now. Cool. What's your favorite section from this issue? From this issue, I have to say art. Uh, my artist, his name's Ricardo did an amazing job. and was also incredibly flexible with me too. <laughs> um, I, I found him on Instagram and I just DM'd him and was like, Hey, like, I'm starting this magazine. I see you have women's sports art and I love it. And I was wondering like if you would do a couple pieces and he did. And I was blown out of the water when I saw them. And yeah, so I'd probably say every time I see those, I'm like, I can't believe this is actually in my magazine. I can't believe, I just can't believe it. So I would say that. And some of those images are on the Instagram, right? From what I've seen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're really cool. Shout out the Instagram real quick. Shout out Instagram, yes. (laughs) Cause that that's those, that's so cool. Um, yeah, I, I saw I, that and I was blown away. Me too. And when I got the email saying like, here's your file, I was like, this is, are you serious? Like, this is mine. Like I can put this in my magazine. Um, and I'm just glad, like I tapped into the women's sports community 
And that's the whole point of the magazine. And I'm so glad that I get to feature everybody and I get to like, kind of get like a first little peek. I know how selfish that sounds, but I'm like, I'm so excited to see everything. Like, I feel that way too. Art is my favorite in this one. But they're all great. They're all amazing. Yes. There's always like, especially I have a bunch of upcoming stuff too. And the more that I find out about different things, it's like, oh shit, that is so epic. Like, I can't believe this is going to be for the pod. And it's just like, love the excitement in terms of art, because that's kind of the most important thing when it's uh, in terms of, you know, conveying messages about different things. Mm -hmm. I wish I could pull up the art for this, but I'm sure most people don't watch the YouTube version of this episode. (laughs) They more look at uh, or listen like on Spotify or something. So go to the Instagram Go check it out. Now it's time for, I, we'll call this a little game. Okay. Best dressed in the leagues. Give me top three best dressed in the WNBA and NWSL. Do you follow the PHF at all? Mm-hmm. I'm talking? No. So we'll just do the two, uh, NWSL and WNBA. Who's your best dress for the WNBA? So for the WNBA, my icon is Liz Cambage. Um, I, every time I see her tunnel fits, I'm on whatever website she got it off and buying it. <laughs> Afterwards, I'd probably go Dierka Hambry, um, her and her daughter, especially on the orange carpet. Yes. My heart melted when I saw that with the Jordans and the tutus. <laughs> and then, I mean, Sue Bird, like there's no denying Sue Bird. And then for the NWSL, obviously like Megan Rapino, obviously the Absolutely. biggest power couple in sports. And then instead of two other people, I just have a team, which is the NY Gotham. Um, Jordan and I, like, she'll send me videos or she's like, I'm freaking out. This would look so good on you. And I would wear this. And I, so like, we just have a fangirl moment every time that they post <laughs> their fit videos. Yes. Gotham's they're so elite when it comes to fashion. I like how they do like a little show before, mm-hmm. you know, they all get dressed for the game. Uh, in terms of the WNBA, I, Diamond to Shields, probably. Yeah. That's that's one. I liked a lot of her fits from last season. I'm trying to remember who else. That's like a big one for me is Diamond to Shields. <laughs> I don't know why that's the only one I can think <laughs> of right now. But super. And... Why am I blanking? I feel like Natasha Cloud also has yeah. some pretty good fits. So that's um, she just released a Converse. Actually, this she didn't just release it. It was a few months ago. It was a Peace, Love, and Basketball Converse. Um, I tried to get my hands on them. I did not, unfortunately, but I'm still looking. So if anyone has the Peace, Love, and Basketball Converse, please let me know. They're probably like extremely overpriced. Oh, they are. I guarantee $900. <laughs> no, I'm sure it's more than $900. Right. $1,200. No. It's insane. Yeah. Resale of athletes products. Well, that's like a good thing, I guess. If, if people are selling them for such a high price and it's Natasha Cloud's merch, you know, that's it's kind of epic. So. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm excited. But at the same time as a consumer, I'm not excited about the price point because yeah. I don't have that so in eugene there well the women's basketball team at oregon has been pretty successful do you go to any of those games you go to any women's sporting events at school i'm assuming all the time yeah all all the time yeah um especially when sabrina was here 
the attendance at the women's games was much higher than the men's game. Um, unfortunately I was not, I was in high school when she was here, but I still made it to games that I could. Cause I only lived an hour and a half away from Eugene at the time. Um, but now, yeah, I'm always at the women's basketball game. I've been at soccer games. I worked it on her turf for a little bit over the school year and they would just send me to events. And I like, this is my job. I get paid to do this. Like I was literally living the dream. It just, sounds so cool. It was so fun. Yeah. I need to, I need to look into doing that in Nebraska because <laughs> I know I'm sure that, you know, with women's basketball over there, they made it to the tournament this year in a while. So that was fun to see me like, Oh, that's my school. They're doing all these things. I didn't know they were going to do all these things, but good for them. Right. I also, yeah. I became an uh, Oregon fan. Like I have an Oregon t-shirt. I should have wore it today. I should have wore it today. It's like a duck. It's got a duck on it. It's like the Nike logo on the top oh. of the green shirt. I bought it when I was in um, Portland a few years back for like basketball camp. And I was like, I want to go to Oregon. <laughs> so it seems like such a fun place, Eugene. And my mom's like, you're not going to the West Coast. I've been in Illinois all my life. Now I get to go to Nebraska. I wish I was somewhere nicer, but the that campus seems like a great place to be is there any like fun restaurants or local spots that you would recommend to people that are out there um so my favorite coffee shop is called tailored it's a 90s hip-hop and basketball themed coffee shop so i just love the aesthetic and atmosphere in there um other restaurants everything in the fifth street market and alley is super good it's also really nice in there so i just like hanging out <laughs> over there um but something my friends and I are doing are just like working our way through all the Eugene restaurants. Um, so I'm slowly making my way through that list. I'm sure there's a ton. It's so many. Yeah. So many. I can't wait to, to, to figure out what the best spots are. I just got into drinking coffee, more iced coffee than like hot coffee because, uh, but I only get it from Duncan right now. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> trying to figure that out will be fun. In the West Coast, I have not found a Duncan. It's Starbucks and Dutch Bros over here. I like Dutch Bros. I've I've been there once when I was in Portland for basketball camp, and it's so good. And it's like, bring it, bring it over here. I want it now, please. So in high school, I wasn't a fan um, of Dutch Bros. I just, I wasn't a coffee drinker. I wasn't a Red Bull drinker. I wasn't any of that. And I really prefer Starbucks. And still Starbucks is my first option, but I'm starting to more appreciate appreciate Dutch Bros more now but I also have friends that work there so I'm like oh I get to see my friends <laughs> I guess that's an added plus exactly so I mean they're the reason why I'm going to Dutch Bros and then now I'm finding drinks that I like so it's working out what's your favorite oh um white mochas all the way <laughs> and if I could add sweet cream to it, it it will make my day that just that one coffee will make my day <laughs> I'm going to start an email campaign and get Dutch bros out in Illinois. We're going to keep moving it east, get it out of the West Coast. We don't, we need it more over here. Get rid of the Dunkin' and the Starbucks. That's not really, it's not really my thing. Starbucks is overpriced. It's just like, yeah, it is, but I love coffee. I drink it all the time. (laughs) Um, So it's whatever. Yeah. I'm like, okay, whatever. It's $8. Like, it's an $8 coffee, but I'm still like, it's still a single digit number. So I convinced myself to do it. And that's why I have a shopping addiction. 
is because I convinced myself that I absolutely it's worth need it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I need paying to stop for, doing that. Paying for is my favorite thing. Cause it's like, Oh, it's not going to like all hit my bank account at once. And then you see like the payments come in like every few weeks and it's like, okay, now it's really hitting. I wish it wasn't. Right, and that, that's why I like to use cash because in my head, I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I can't see that I spent it in my bank account. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I mean, it's real money, but in my head, I'm like, this is fake money. Um, it's exactly so how I feel too. It's like, why? I don't even <laughs> complain to my mom the other day. I was like, I went to go sell my books at, at my school's bookstore. And I was like, they paid me back in cash. I wanted them to put it on my card. And my mom's like, isn't it good to just like have some like money with you? Like just in case and be like, I mean, I guess, but I wanted to see the bank account number go just a little go up, bit. Yes. <laughs> like some reassurance, you know, she's going to love this episode. Oh my God. Learning all these new things today. Right, First yeah. that I like coffee. Now I just, I want to see my bank account go just a smidge. Planning. <laughs> she's going to like seeing the little green plus in your statements. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how many more issues will there be this year? one more two more more. two more yeah so I'm working on the second one right now um it'll be out in September I'm aiming for September 1st but I'm not posting that yet on Instagram just because it's like I said it's just me um but I'm not expecting like I have a very light summer so I'm just expecting myself to get it done um so definitely September and then I'll have another one out in December interesting September and December are you so or I'm actually I'm still thinking about that third one because I'm either deciding December or January so then it'll be two this year and then yeah so calendar year starts over yeah so my goal is to do one for each season so this one's summer so that's why it's very like blues and pinks in the design and everything um September I'm working more on like fall tones uh just for the aesthetic and everything um and then I'm trying not to plan so much ahead because what will happen is I'll start working on issue three before I finish issue two. (laughs) That's what happened towards the end of this one. But then I was like, I have to, I hid the folder on my computer so I could just finish issue (laughs) one. Like it's really bad, (laughs) but I'm trying to create at least one for each season so that there's fall, winter, spring, and summer. And then the cycle repeats itself. Exactly. Cool. I should learn how to do that. I've been like, I don't even plan out my seasons. Like, okay, I'm going to take a break now. And then I come back. It's like, oh, when do I stop? Do I, do I do anything else? Like, what is this? And then I started a newsletter. It's like, oh, wow. I shouldn't have done that, but I did. And then, well, that's how I, I got to interact with you. So I guess there's pluses to these things. There's true. I realized too, like, so I came into school as a business major. And then I took accounting and econ and switched my major to journalism. And so now trying to run a business with no business knowledge, luckily all my friends are business majors. So they're helping me along the way. I'm like, it's on, it's forever going. Like there's, there's always stuff to do. Um, a part of me is like, what was I thinking when I did this at 19, but here we are and it's doing well. So I'm going to keep sticking with it. I feel that same way too. It's like, do I keep trying to grow my brand? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know what I'm doing. Exactly. I have no idea. <laughs> Someone help. Right. 
And then I added people to my team. You should, <laughs> I mean, you got a social media person. You should reach out to people to write help. I'll even write something if you want. Let me know. I'll help you out. Cause... Oh, 100%. I, I had someone write an article about mental health for this issue. She did an amazing job. Um, on my website, there's actually a place that if you're interested in writing, it sends you to my email and then you just pitch Ooh. me your idea. I'll link that. I'll link the <laughs> website down below, social. What else? Social website. Well, I guess that's it. You don't have any. Is there anything you want to you want down there? Like resources, people, the that things people should look into, maybe things related to the magazine issue that you just launched, like additional resources to things that were mentioned? Um, I mean, I can always send you a list of all the resources I put in here. There is a very big page. I can actually show you. There's a copy sitting right here. Um, I put it in huge font because I felt that that was necessary of like all the mental health resources. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, yeah. I could send you a list of all the resources and everything I put in here so you can post just because I want people who didn't buy the magazine also to access to those resources. Awesome. Amazing. Yes. Okay, we're gonna do lightning round stuff okay. right now. And another another critique that I received from my family this year is, oh, people take too long to answer. It's not a lightning round. I don't care. They can take as long as they want, but this is what I'm calling it anyway. Question okay. number one. Let's start off easy. What's your favorite color? Uh, pink. Why? I. You don't I know don't just know. because. It just because, yeah. Is there a specific type? Preferably like lighter pinks more than hot pinks. Um, but it also changes all the time, depending on my mood. Like if I feel like wearing a hot pink jacket one day, I'll wear it. <laughs> but pink is my favorite color. Okay. I guess that's okay. Pink. I, I have like an agenda against pink, but that's mm-hmm. like a whole nother story. I'll tell you after. I'll tell you <laughs> okay. after. No, my mom doesn't want to hear this. Um, if you could design... A- or I guess do like a section in Sports Illustrated, I guess, right now. What would be something that you would want to put in that issue? If I could design a whole entire section, a whole section or an issue? Uh, I guess we'll do issue because I don't know words right now. So we'll do okay. issue. Yeah. Um, so I actually just got this one in the mail. Um, it is their t- Title IX edition. Um, and that is, a, as I told you, I have a stack about this big of t- Sports Illustrated I've received. And this is the first one I've seen that just specifically focuses on women. So I would make one more that also specifically focuses on women, but I would make it more aesthetically pleasing and artistic and make it probably more of a book than a magazine because I feel like it's more limited edition that way. Cool. Is there an athlete or uh, someone involved in the women's sports world that you would like to interview for your next issue you can this is your this is your message and then be like hey Uh let me talk to you go ahead so a first sneak peek of the second one um allison felix has a child care grant for athletes um i would want to interview her rumors are on the street that she is coming for the world championships which are in eugene this summer so fingers crossed that hopefully I run into her and she'll talk about her grant. That is epic. <laughs> I wish I could just run into to people like that here, but living in the suburbs, you cannot do that. Nope. Mm-mm. Yeah, I've lived in the suburbs before too. It's not, it's not a thing over there. <laughs> Definitely not. 
No way. It's more probably near like college towns or cities. Mm-hmm. I get to live in the burbs and it's a fun little what's your what's your least favorite thing about the burbs since we're on that topic? At least for me, how small it is. Well, and there's nothing to do. How like, big is your hometown? It's less than a thousand people. Cannot relate to that. <laughs> like for me, everything was closed by 6 p.m. Ooh. I was getting out of softball practice by 8 p.m. So if I wanted to do something, I'd have to wait till the next day. <laughs> so yeah, no, I don't. Yeah. There's 144,000 people in my town. Oh, yeah. See, different suburbs, but <laughs> very, very different. Um, I live next to the second biggest town in Illinois. So there's there's a lot to do like near me. Um, and we don't have things close at six. So must be nice. I wish things did not close at six, but that is that's funny. I thought maybe it would be like bigger and it's like, nope, small town, small town burbs. Yeah, literally yeah. like farmland. Ocean. There's there, there's farms over here. There's a town next to me called Plainfield. You want to know what's over there? Farms, a bunch of them, but it's still a big town. Yeah, ours is not big at all. Illinois logic does not make sense at this moment. It never does. Well, at least in Illinois, you have stuff to do past 6 p.m. In Oregon, true, <laughs> it's a little bit questionable sometimes. What was your favorite sport growing up? And what I'm assuming that would still be the softball thing, right? I answered my own question. Why was it your favorite sport? Um, softball was my favorite sport because the people I around me loved the sport. Um, and I got that from them. Um, I played for everybody in my family. Like I do everything for my family and I just ended up becoming absolutely obsessed with it that I just became known as like the softball person in school and in our family. Uh, but I would say it's because of them. They were the one who inspired me. They're the one who showed me the game. Did you watch the Olympics um, last summer? I did. And did you have like a favorite player from those games that you admired and and still continue to follow after that? So Kat Osterman was my favorite player because she's also left-handed like I am and she pitched like I did. Um, I believe she made it a couple appearances during the Olympics but they have a whole pitching staff. So not every game she was there. Yeah. Uh, so I would say her. I got to see her live a few times for AU softballs in Rosemont. So that's like a good 45 minutes away. That was nice. It was like, oh, well, this is the only two times I'll see her pitch. And then she's like done. But right. You know. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> I also learned so like watching the Olympics. I, I just turned it on randomly when I got home one day from work. And I was like, oh, softball. And it was like Italy versus uh, USA. I was like, oh, this is great because this is my two, <laughs> my two favorite countries right here. Um, and then I actually got to talk to the, the team captain of Team Italy. It was so cool learning so much about Italy in general and, and AU. You know AU is going to be in, in California. I don't know if you want to make that kind of trip, but it's right. going to be in San Diego, everybody. So if you're in San Diego, there's softball to see. Yeah. So go, go see it, please please yes it's it's so fun I just got I used to be a hater actually I I played baseball growing up and so 
my mom wanted me to play softball. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. Two practices I went to, done, quit. I was like, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. I was a hater. And then I watched some softball last summer. I was like, okay, I get it. I like it. It's fun. Not hating. Same thing with volleyball. Like I watched AU volleyball. AU has changed my life. I used to hate volleyball too. Now I like volleyball, watching volleyball, whatever. Mm -hmm. Is the new, is the W, is WPF what it's called? Mm -hmm. I know they released some cities. They're going to Peoria, Illinois, which is like, who, who told you to do that? Who decided (laughs) to tell you to go to Peoria, Illinois? That's ridiculous. <laughs> is there going to be any locations near you? Because I'm hoping you get to see some pro softball. Um. So by the, when I wrote the article, the teams were not released. Yeah. Um. So the, none of that's in there. But I think there's West Coast teams. The cool thing about being on the West Coast, though, is you're just about like five or six hours away from every state like in this area. So if I wanted to make the trip, I would. I was just figuring out the details and logistics of doing that. But I don't think there's, there's not one in Oregon. I'm not going to Peoria, Illinois to see that. I'm sorry. I'll stick with my AU in the time that I can actually go and watch it. Right. Yeah. There's so, <laughs> I can, I can talk shit about Illinois all, all the time. I, I made an episode a while ago. I was like, central Illinois does not exist. Is there a part yeah. of your state that you're like this, this area? not exist I don't like it I don't want to be by it doesn't matter to me I think like it's the same thing like central Oregon everybody when you think of Oregon they think of Portland yes um and the Oregon coast the rest of Oregon does not exist (laughs) (laughs) but in reality it does shout out central Oregon and all the places that I said did not exist because they do um but people just think of the Oregon coast and Portland when they think of Oregon I also think of Portland mostly because that's the only like place in Oregon that I've been to is well I've went went to Seaside actually there's a there's like a trip at the end of our camp we're like oh you pick a place we also went to see some mountain mountainous thing I don't remember that was a long time ago you ever talk about high school and be like that was such a long time ago that's how I'm feeling right now I can't even remember well, even like, so there's that. And then people, like, if you're with high schoolers, like, oh, you're so old. I'm like, dude, I graduated high school two years ago. Like, it's not that Also, old. the fact that it's two years ago is like, no, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. You're kidding, right? No, it didn't. No, my it's brother's just about to graduate. He graduates in about two weeks. And I'm like, that's the first time I'll be like back at my high school in two years. And even like my graduation, because it was during COVID and everything, it wasn't at the high school. It was on the track. And I didn't graduate with my class. We did this like thing where you get your diploma and then walk around the track. And then you, that was it. We didn't get anything. Nothing. Really? Nothing. We were the only school district in my area not to do anything. And it was like, what the hell, man? Like, you got the school down the road is doing like a, like a, uh, a drive-by graduation. You just mm-hmm. you got like the car parade going on and they hand you your diploma. No, they sent me all of my stuff, my cap and gown, my diploma, I was actually looking through it the other day and I was like, that's kind of messed up that you yeah, got that going so on. Yeah. So I, I'm still mad about, I did walk through my school. I went to a basketball game in the winter and I was like, I was talking to my sister, she's a sophomore and I'm walking around and I was like, did they, did they change that? And I was like, that used to never be there. And I would be pointing all these things. Out and I was like, wow, I haven't been here in so long. Oh my God. That's wild. 
love high school talk. <laughs> I throwing myself I back into it. Time. It's such a different time. Oh my god. <laughs> you like COVID was kind of a blessing too. And we're like, no more school. Here's a fun fact too. When we were sent home for a week, or I think we were, I think they said like a week. Yeah. They didn't our scores, our grades didn't have any like negative impact against us. So we could like choose not to do stuff and it wouldn't affect our grades. And we're like, oh, that's nice. That's mm-hmm. what my school did. <laughs> it was like, I didn't, I didn't do my math assignments because I already had an A in math. And then the dean email, emailed me and I was like, God damn it, Dean, you just snitched to my mom and I wasn't doing my math homework. Right. We're living in a crisis and you want me to do math Excel? <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm not a big math person, um, math or science. I think they're really cool, but I just can't do it. Um, so I, any opportunity that I got to not do it, I took it. How many math classes do you have to take for journalism? Like two? Um, I have one more, but because, so the way the university of Oregon works, actually, I think it's all colleges. I don't know why I said that, um, BA or BS. And when I came in, I was a BS in business. And when I switched to journalism, I was already too many credits in to the Bachelor of Science. So I made no sense to switch to the Bachelor of Arts. So I have one more math class to take. But I'm taking like math 105. So the very basic math I could take that would count for the requirement. I took three math classes in community college. I had to withdraw from one of them because it was too damn hard. Mm-hmm. And now I have to take two more when I get to Nebraska. And it's like, well, it's like the journalism thing, the two easy math classes and whatever. But it's like, screw you, math. We don't (laughs) want to deal with you. We don't need you. What do we need math for in journalism? Right. I'm sure there's a reason, but I haven't found it yet. So (laughs) it's like high school. We did math. We needed to do more later. Exactly. It's like, I don't know. But yeah, math is not my friend. Yeah. We we don't like math on this podcast. Is there a favorite, like, I, I don't know what the word other than obscure would be, like, class that you've taken that has done, like, nothing with your major at all? Just, like, some random class that you took, like, oh, this is what I'm doing because I can, or something like that? Yeah, so I took Ethnic Studies 101, and I did my project on baseball's race problem, um, and then I really enjoyed doing that, and so I made it my minor. So I would say it was that. I didn't know it was a thing when I got to school. Um, it wasn't until about my s- spring last year that I took that class. And I was like, I didn't know this existed. They should promote this more. And now it's my minor. So is there any like hidden fun things to do at your school? Like, oh, people don't really know about this. Kind of like saying earlier with the question, like favorite spots to go to. Is there any like hidden thing people don't know about well I guess it won't be hidden after this but um honestly like just going on walks in Eugene there's a lot of trails because it's track city USA here um so there's trails everywhere and it wasn't until I was working on like a sports documentary project that I recognized how many trails we had because each day we were filming at like three or four different trails and just walking around them and seeing. So Steve Prefontaine too, like the trail he ran on when he was here, um, it's safe. Like it's in uh, Eugene Park now. It's actually right by my apartment, which is nice. So I would just think doing that 
going on these different trails and there's so much like history also Hayward Hall is gorgeous and filled with so much sports history I'm a big nerd when it comes to that stuff so um I geek out every time I'm in there I feel like that would be a fun place for me to go I love anything to do with sports sports has been my whole life since forever oh (laughs) me too it's been like for me it's like sports fashion and music yeah and I actually had a professor um, who's actually at will be at the University of Illinois Um, I don't recognize that school it doesn't exist in Central (laughs) Illinois it doesn't uh, I don't I have a thing against U of I too it's a it's just it's a thing continue but yeah so she does she studies like sports and music and everything I was like "Hmm, (laughs) that's what I want to (laughs) do Epic. yeah i didn't even i didn't even know that could be a thing (laughs) i didn't either know like i didn't so i met that professor we had this thing over covid when we were coming into the university called introduction nice uh yeah (laughs) and she did like a little like series on like women's sports and like race and gender and hip-hop and sports and i remember we were like required to go to at least one and that was the one i chose and i just remember being like that's a thing. I could do that. Like I can study how to change the world through sports and music. Like, okay, that's what I want to do. So since that point on, I was like, I was, I was still on the track of being a GM. Cause that's what I was like, I can't write and read for a living. Um, come to find out you can, <laughs> but that, um, and so I just kind of like followed her around and saw what, like all her research and everything. And yeah, I was, discover that was a thing like I said before the more you know I wish I can insert that graphic here my mom hates when I say that and so you know you know the old the old timey like gif I don't know if you like see those you type it in it's like the old like 80s 70s oh yeah old thing that I love being a 2000s kid anyway what (laughs) since you brought up music I want to know what your song of the summer is oh my gosh I'm gonna pull up my playlist right now (laughs) because I don't know. So many. Um, so my thing with music is it switches every day. And I also have the habit of once I find a good song, I listen to it like 60 times before I switch it. Um, I've listened to a lot of Miley Cyrus recently and a lot of 90s summer hits. So uh, like, let's see what's on this playlist. Destiny's Child, No Doubt, uh, DJ Joshy Jeff, Mary J. Blige. Like all that. That's what I've been listening to recently. But is there a specific like your song of the summer? My song of the summer? Um, I don't know. You don't have Just, one? I don't think so. What's yours? Well, <laughs> I don't have one either. I mean, there's okay. <laughs> I'm going to look now. Fine. Fine. I know. That's what I'm looking for. Everybody um, stand by. We're gonna we're searching for our songs of the summer. There we go. Exactly. We're looking it up right now. It's okay. So it's called No You Miss Me by Chase and Benz and Travis Scott. I saw it on TikTok and I was like, what is this beat? It's very good. And then I like Shazammed it and I was like, okay, this is the song of the summer. I have a few. And they're all like newer stuff too. So my first one is Marvelous by Wallows. That's, okay. that's one that it's like a short song. It's always like the shorter, like catchy songs that get yeah. me. It's like, I wish there was more, but it's so good. And <laughs> there's that one. And then there's Take the Stairs 
by coin. I think that's also a shorter one. Okay. And then my last one would be um, Rosie by The Regrets. So there's three. (laughs) There you go. Songs of the summer, everybody. That's that's what I'm playing currently. My sister likes rap and stuff, so it's like I don't, I can't get into it because she plays like the same five songs, and it's like, please stop. I know my so I'm into rap too. I like everything but country music. I don't um, like country either. So I listen to everything but that. But my brother is wants to major in music production, and so he's he listens to rap specifically. But he likes finding like songs on like SoundCloud or honestly even TikTok too. So I, I get a lot of stuff from him, um, but he also gets a lot of stuff from me. So if don't let him twist that, like as much as I get music from him, he gets music from me. Yeah, so. my sister, my sister gets a lot of music from me sometimes. And she'll, she'll be like, hey, hey, Gianna, what was that? What was that song that you just played? And I'd be like, oh, so you do like my music because she'll sit in my car with her AirPods and I'll be like, you know what? Fine, whatever. And then she'll like stop it and she'll be like, she'll ask me and I'll be like, hmm okay that's interesting I see I rarely get stuff from her but mm-hmm. like Harry Styles like as it was is on my playlist now right. because I heard it and I heard it from her airpods actually like, <laughs> okay she'll blast it like turned all the way up and I was like how do you hear still how is that how do you do that that's me too um every morning and every night I block <laughs> my airpods and I wash my face it's nice. like, and then I have like a dance party in my bathroom. It's like the 10 minutes <laughs> to like start and end my day. <laughs> Do you ever get that yeah. notification on your phone? That's like your air, like your um, volume, like a volume report. Cause I got one the other day and it's just like, but I turn, when I connect my phone to my Bluetooth in my car, the volume is all the way up. And then like, I'll turn the volume up in my car. Yeah. My sister got a notification. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. And I got one. I was like, what the hell? I don't even wear earbuds all the time. You're telling me I'm playing music too loud? That's right. a joke. That's a joke. Yeah, I, I get it all the time, especially like, because if you go on like this, the menu on the top mm-hmm. to switch the song, it has like the little ear symbol and it's like yellow. It's like, it's yeah. too loud. I'm like, sorry. You're like, I'm <laughs> just I go deaf listening to music. I'm okay with that. Okay. <laughs> and then your ears though. Yeah, I'm trying to, but I'm not too concerned about it. <laughs> May I suggest these kinds of things? Well, not this is a wire. We don't like these. We have like Bluetooth. I, I have these too. Those are and fancy. when my AirPods die, I switch to these. And when these die, I switch to my AirPods. So it's a never ending cycle. Really? So I'm always listening to music. It's always going. Love music. Love vibing to it. Is there a song from your childhood that you like constantly listen to as a part of your playlist? Yes. Recently it's been by Hannah Montana. Um, Which one? I actually forgot the name. Hold on. <laughs> uh, Hannah Montana was my entire childhood. It's called Gonna Get This. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had yeah. that one on repeat. So yeah, that when I was little, before I got into sports, I wanted to be an actor. And when I moved to Florence, which is my hometown, I did it. There was like this little like local theater group, but I never tried out. And then I got into sports and that was the end of that. So <laughs> did you, did you want to be like a Disney kid? Is that what you wanted? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I Everyone be just wanted to Montana. do that. Yeah. I wanted my Troy Bolton, like the, the, all those Disney shows. Like I mm-hmm. wanted a piece of it. Yeah. So. Disney was a huge part of my childhood, but I decided like not to like now I'm admitting to it, but I'd be like, no, I don't remember that I wore like a high school musical shirt for like six years at one point. So that's not me anymore. I don't remember. I don't remember that moment in time. My mom actually asked me like something from high school musical and I told her she's like, what what song is this? what movie is this from and be like oh it's like high school musical too when they're dancing at like in the it's like the opening or oh, whatever yeah and she was she looked at me and she's like why do you know that and it's like <laughs> it's forever in, like, in my brain it is I can't get it, it out had it on repeat so much growing up like i always had that movie yeah on. i refuse yeah. to admit it well that never happened i didn't have a childhood i didn't watch disney i didn't watch high school musical a lot that didn't happen <laughs> everyone is gonna love this they're gonna love this and be like Haha. there's a funny moment actually i did an episode with my sister because of course i did and right. we were like looking through our top spotify artists like all time and because i like just randomly asked her like yo what's what's your top artist on spotify and it was the Glee cast. <laughs> it was like, she was so embarrassed. I'm glad I have that moment forever on, on camera. Being like, her number one artist was the Glee cast. And then followed <laughs> by the so funny. It was like, okay. And she's like, it was such a long time ago. No, you were literally a blasting take on me by the Glee cast like a month ago. You don't, right. get, to, you don't get to say <laughs> that you didn't like that. Mm-hmm. This is a long time ago. No, we've watched Glee like three times. Is there a show that you you've watched repeatedly because you enjoy it and it's a classic? Yeah, uh, there's actually multiple. Friends is definitely the top one. Uh, Friends is my comfort show. Um, I would say The Office is right there with it, with Parks and Rec. Love Parks and um, Rec. And Superstore is becoming one. That as is well. a great show. Rick and Morty too. I can't. That's one. That. That's a comfort show with my brother. So, like, if my brother and I are bored, we'll turn on Rick and Morty. But I don't really watch that one by myself. It's only with him. My sister and I try and watching that show, and I was like, "Nah, the voices are too annoying. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't listen to this guy talk for like <laughs> what is it an hour? Like, it's, it's, it's I, so I, bad. I think it's funny. My well, my brothers like are obsessed with it, and their reactions to Rick and Morty. I'm like, I love this, and so. And then I have friends too who love Rick and Morty. So I just kind of get it through people I know. I will not be watching Rick and Morty. <laughs> just, uh, and also, I don't like friends, but the rest of my family loves friends. And it's just like the laugh track, it's not funny. Mm-hmm. The, I got made fun of actually in my TV history class a few weeks ago because I, I, you know, announced to the world basically that I have a hatred of friends and they, they mm-hmm. all looked at me like I was nuts. And it's like, People have opinions, class. <laughs> this one I mean, guy. That's how you start good conversations. In class. Yeah, and they're like, they, this guy looked at me and he's like, "Sorry, I'm not going to pay uh, pay attention to your presentation for the rest of it because you just said you don't like friends." Even my teacher was saying things, and then he goes on. We do. Um, we move on from the 80s to the 90s, mm-hmm. and then he's we're we're showing clips of friends in, in class, and he goes sorry Gianna but I'm about to show like friends clips right now I'm like you don't you don't get to do this right I I, I said my opinion and then it was 
what I believe in and you don't get to call me out in class saying that we're going to be watching Friends now. Never again. Never going to that school again because of that incident. Well, because I graduated. That's yeah. Um, one final lightning round question. We're going to end the show after that. Will you be making a TikTok for your magazine? And if you were going to do that, what are some things that you would post about? So like, here's the thing. I had an do you know sports with logs yes so she posted my magazine Mm -hmm. i saw that and the majority of my sales came from that i thought about jordan and i've had multiple conversations about starting a tiktok but i genuinely do not know what i would put on there um i would love to i have i made a few tiktok videos and they take a long time but they're fun um i just don't know do you have any ideas of what I could put on a TikTok? I mean, I just started a TikTok for my show. And I've been mm-hmm. trying, like, I've been posting, like, older interviews just to, like, put something there. Yeah. I, I'm going to have someone, like, making TikToks for me because I, they're, they're going to be added. This is top secret info. I'm, there's a new person that's going to be involved with my podcast for, like, another thing. But she will also be making TikToks. I can say that part. And because I don't know how to do it. My sister like does all these dances. She'll like walk around the house and then she'll just start dancing out of nowhere. Like TikTok is like so loud on her phone too. She'll have her volume up all the way. Be like, and then just start dancing out of nowhere. And I'm like, okay, Bella, please sit down. Like go, <laughs> yeah. go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't, like I like TikTok. I just don't like seeing myself on like doing things. I don't know the trends. I'm mm-hmm. not really like aware of what's going on. I just watch videos and like them sometimes. So I'm not really, I'm not going to be helpful in this scenario because I also have no idea what to do. I don't know either. And it's kind of hard, like, because I was looking at other magazines and what they do and they don't have TikToks. And I'm like, okay, well, nice. Great. It's so amazing. we're working, we are, it's in, it has been a conversation it's potentially in the works if we figure out something. I would love to, just don't know what I would put on it. The same, same case <laughs> here. Same, same thing. Well, okay. I this was a great lightning round. My, we're doing air quotes right now. Lightning round. It's just questions, but better questions, more fun. Now is the time for you to shout out whatever you want, magazine, whatever. This time is yours. Go ahead. So the first person I want to shout out is Jordan. Um, she's kind of been my ride and die through this entire process. Um, she's also had my back and has also been brutally honest with me too. when she doesn't like something or doesn't think it's going to work, uh, which I very much appreciate. Uh, so shout out Jordan. And then honestly, I just want to shout out everybody who loves women's sports and who has bought in an issue. Uh, I created this for them. I created this for women all across the world who have always wanted something like this and um never have been able to do it because I mean that was me until I created it um so I just Jordan and then all the female athletes and I hope this is what you've been waiting for because it's everything to me and I I was inspired by everybody so now it's time for you to tell people where to get the magazine, where to follow you, all that fun stuff. Yes. Yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Althea Magazine. And then 
speak the website. It's the same thing, altheamagazine.com. Very simple, very easy to find. It should work. I, like I said, I'm not very tech savvy, but I've done multiple test runs and I have gotten sales through the website. So it works. But yeah, if it doesn't, Everything please let me linked. So it'll be very accessible for all the listeners of this show. It'll yeah. be linked down below because I want people to go and look at these things. So just go to the description, guys. Come on. It's easy. Just do a little scrolling. It, it's fun. All right. So before we end the show, we're going to send it over to Derek to learn about what's going on this week in the world of women's sports betting. Take it away, Derek. Thanks for listening to the Women's Sports Matter podcast. I'm Derek Kelly here on behalf of BetHer. At BetHer, we pride ourselves on educating bettors. One of the terms that novice bettors might not be familiar with is the word money line. Money line in sports betting simply means which athlete or team will win the sporting event outright. In these bets, the margin of victory or the number of points scored in the contest have no relevance whatsoever. When you place a money line bet, you're simply backing an athlete or a team to win a specific contest. It's the simplest way to bet on sports. Now, let's go through the schedule of events you can bet on this week. Roland Garros, aka Tennis's French Open, is now into the quarterfinals. Betting favorite Iga Swiatek is still alive with an amazing 31 match winning streak as she seeks her sixth straight title. Three Americans and one Canadian are into the quarters this year. The LPGA Women's Open, one of the year's majors, starts on Thursday, June 2nd from the Pine Needles Lodge and Golf Club in Southern Pines, North Carolina. Former Rolex World Number 1 and 2022 Gold Medal Olympic Champion, Nelly Korda, will return to the Greens this week in her first action of 2022. Current world number one Jin Yun Ko, however, is the the betting favorite top futures markets for this event right now. UFC Fight Night 207 on Saturday, June 4th, features two women's bouts on the main card. It's Kareem Silva, versus Poliana Botelho in a flyweight bout, while Phyllis Herrig and Karolina Kovalkovic face off in a strawweight fight. Herrig and Silva have opened as the Moneyline favorites at legal Canadian and U.S. sportsbooks. The NWSL has matches on Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday this week. While the WNBA offers games every day but Saturday and Monday. Check your favorite sports betting app the mornings of those contests for betting markets. Previews of all these events and a lot more information on legal safe betting is available at bethear.com. That's B-E-T hyphen H-E-R dot com. Please always gamble responsibly. I'm Derek Helling. Thank you again for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, Any final thoughts before we end it here today? Just always support women's sports. Always support women's sports. There you go. That's amazing. All right. Now it's time for my ending spiel. It's everybody's favorite part, which is a new spiel, actually, because I just changed 
all almost all of my social media handles because I'm doing a rebrand. So I got to get the podcast out of the Twitter name. If you want to follow me on social media, guess what? You can. I am on four different places now because I made a TikTok. So Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok is all the same handle. It's Women's Sports Matter. And on Twitter, you can follow me at W Sports Matter. There's also a YouTube channel. So if you want to watch this episode and more, because who doesn't want to see the, the actual interview on a screen? It's the Women's Sports Matter podcast. There's a bunch of amazing resources linked down below, like registering to vote, um, links to different women's professional sports players associations to learn more about that and more. So go scroll and find some fun stuff in the description down below. I'm super excited to be doing more interviews uh, in the upcoming months. So please stay tuned for that. And remember, every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central Time, is when I upload. So this is your one reminder or just, you know, what is it? I, I guess it automatically downloads for some people, put post notifications on, rate the podcast, review the podcast, tell me how I'm doing or not. I don't really care. You can give me those. Give me, give me the five stars. That's all I want. Give me the five stars. Do it, please. Thank you. Okay. So I am glad that I did this interview today. I'm also, if also, the newsletter, the Women's Sports Matter newsletter. If you go to the link in the description or the link tree in my social media bios, there's a newsletter. You can see all the different, I believe it's three or four newsletters that I've written. I did one about the magazine. I wrote about the magazine. So if you want to go check that out, I will link that as well. But that is it for today. Thank you again for listening to another episode of the Women's Sports Matter podcast. Again, my name is Gianna Castro, and I am your host, and I will see you next Tuesday. That's all, folks. See you later. Bye-bye. Uh,